0: Hello be beautiful. Welcome to another episode of It's Time to Be You, the podcast that helps people pleasers take control and finally put themselves first. I'm your host, Ariel Von Breder, certified life coach and recovering people pleaser here to guide you on your journey. And are you tired of living life feeling like you're always busy, have a never-ending to-do list and just all around unhappy? Well, you're definitely not alone. I have been there. And as people pleasers, we tend to live life based on the expectations of others, chasing after other people's definitions of success and believe the lies that our brains are feeding us. Well, it's time to make a shift to help us live a life of more ease and flow. And today we are joined by Larika Sullivan, who knows what it's like to be busy and unfulfilled. And Ulrika went from being a scientist to making a shift to find her spark as a life coach, yoga teacher, energy healer, podcast host, and author. We discuss her new book, Wisdom Beyond What You Know How to Shift from Being Driven by the Mind to Living from the Heart and Intuition. And in this episode, Ulrika discusses the seven shifts that you need to make in order to tap into your inner wisdom, live from your heart, and have more fulfillment, happiness, and energy. And we all have a spark inside of us, and this conversation will help you begin to uncover it. Ulrika, thank you so much for joining me today. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are?
1: Thank you, Ariel, for inviting me, first of all. I'm delighted to be here and having a conversation with you. I'm Ulrika. I'm originally from Sweden. I live in in the greater Boston area, Massachusetts, on the East Coast. Yeah. And I am author, I'm an intuitive spiritual life coach, and I'm an energy healer and a yoga teacher, but I have not always been that. A couple of years ago, I switched from a very, you know, structured corporate career, business travel the whole structure, if you will, or template, following the template for <laughs> about 20 years plus, And then I made a complete shift.
0: Yeah. So how, how did you make this shift? Where did that come from?
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you asked me a couple of years ago, what do you love doing? I did not have an answer, sadly enough. Right. And that's, that really was a path I was on that wasn't sustainable because I didn't really know who I was. I started out as a scientist and don't get me wrong. My career was my everything mm-hmm. and I had built a self-identity through my career. But what happened was that the universe was orchestrating a divine intervention, basically, because it was time for me to pivot and do my life's work. And I yeah. didn't see it at the time <laughs> because it was like devastating, right? Uh, that what happened was that I was made, let go of my job yeah. and it really, and sometimes we say, you know, rock bottom really hits where it matters the most to us. Mm. And for me, it was my job. So of course it it was in, in the career area that, you know, things just the universe, you're like, you're not going to be here anymore.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. it was like, the universe has a funny way of uh, intervening when we're not listening to it and yes. doing what we're supposed to be
1: doing. Yes, and, and and now I understand why it happened, and that I did as part of this was I made a choice and a subconscious choice, and probably my soul knew it was time to make that decision. I saw it as an opportunity. After a while, after getting over the shock, so to say, yeah, I made a choice that I would see it as an opportunity, and once I opened up to that, synchronicities were starting to come in, and yeah, so it was definitely a shift in starting to listen to myself and starting to notice synchronicities and things coming to me in a very different way than ever before. But knowing now what I know now is that I was completely disconnected from my true self in the past.
0: And so how did you like really come to that realization that you were disconnected from yourself? Like, I mean, like after you know, you were so tied to your career. And then once that was taken away, like, what did you do next?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I write about in my book too. The introductory uh, 30 pages really are about my journey in terms of that rock bottom and how I actually got out of it in the sense that what it led to next. Mm -hmm. But short story is that I actually... Picked up some of the things that I've done way back. For example, I had been taught to meditate when I was 13 years old by my mom, but at, back then it was taught as it can be good for you to manage stress, right? Yeah. It was, <laughs> that's how it was presented back then, but I knew. How to meditate and, or, and like it, it's been with me for a long time. I had been away from it for a long time, but it's like, yeah, that's an example of what I picked up from my past that, hmm, I need to get back to meditation and, and make a commitment around that. Similarly, I had been before kids gone to yoga classes, and back then it was like, oh, I need to be fit and I need to be, you know, the it's good exercise, all of that. But when I picked it up again, then it became something more than that. It became this tool to get to know, a tool, or I wouldn't say it's a tool, but it's an experience on how to get very close to ourselves and, tr- and increase our self-awareness. So that's what it yeah. became for me. And I picked it up again and it, I became a yoga teacher. Who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would be a, become a yoga teacher, but again, synchronicities, I was invited to this yoga teacher program. It's like, nah, I can't do it. I don't know. But then I said to myself, well, maybe I, I want to do it to deepen my own practice and things happened. And there I was at the end of the day, teaching others. Yeah. So it was to open up to those opportunities that were presented to me. So it is a process, right? It never is a flip of a switch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Yeah,
0: I mean, I love that. It's because I can totally relate to I don't know if I've ever really been taught how to meditate, but like I have meditated before. And I'm actually just getting into yoga. I've tried it before in the past, but I just saw Mm. it differently. So I can totally relate to like, you know, you hear these things like, oh, you should meditate, you should do yoga, you should all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, I guess whatever. But then like, once you are really ready for it and open to it. And then just like lean into those opportunities. It's just kind of like amazing, like what it can do for your like body and your mind and your spirit, just all of that. So I love that, you know, you already experienced some of those things,
1: but now it's like, you were really like,
0: it's kind of like ready or not. (laughs) It made you
1: ready for it. And just as an example on the difference of the feeling is like in the past meditation and yoga way past I saw it as a to-do, right? It was something I had to do, like, oh, go to this yoga class and there comes the check checkmark, right? right? But when I picked it up again, as part of this transformation I did, it was more like, yeah, I want to go back to it. It gives me so much back. I feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, I noticed all of those things. And that's kind of the shift between, okay, consider it as a to-do and off it went, right? Done and dusted. To... This is an experience. What am I learning about myself? Right. So Right. Yeah. It's like
0: that's such a small thing to like change how you think about it, but then it just it makes a huge difference. Yes. And I want to get into your book. I am just like so intrigued by the title. (laughs) It's (laughs) Wisdom Beyond What You Know, How to Shift From Being Driven by the Mind to Living from the Heart and Intuition. So I mean, I just love like unpacking titles, like see like what it means. But like the thing that like really gets me with this is like how to shift from being driven by the mind. And I want to dive into that because I think so many of us are driven by like we just need to go, go, go and like do our checklist and our to do list. So tell me more about like I mean, I guess tell me more about your book in general, but then I want to start, you know with that
1: piece of it. Yes, and I I love that you picked that up because you're absolutely right. The book is is about how to shift from, as you say, go, 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 being driven by the mind, which is also linked to our ego. We, We can call it what we want, but it's our way of adjusting ourselves to the external expectations or assumptions or things that we believe about ourselves that may not be true, and shifting into our heart center and heart energy and our intuition, connecting with the universe or God or what we call it, it doesn't really matter. But the point is that there's so much more that available to us that we can use to know who we are, to live our life. And it really comes to existence when we live from our heart and kind of <laughs> not listen to those little stories that the mind And the ego is so easy to make up. Right. And the book includes addressing some of the mind-driven things that are very common for us, like patterns such as people pleasing and, you know, listening to that ego, for example, or working for success. And our definition of success, for example, like I followed myself for many, many years, it's like the harder you work, the more success you think you'll get. And which is not necessarily true. Things like that is addressed in the book in the first part. The second part is really the components of heart-centered living, which is becoming more aware of your own energy, connecting with nature and allowing yourself to listen to and Listen to your intuition and your body consciousness, mm. which is not really where we go naturally at this time. We often want to figure things out, right? And that's with the domain of the mind. But it's like the whole book is about shifting to lead with the heart first, letting the mind sit in the back seat a little bit. We need mm. our mind, right? right? We need our brain. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but that's what I, my point is that there's so much more that we can experience and get fulfilled by and feel happy, love by leading with the heart and intuition. And you know, there's a lot more in in the book about it, but it essentially is seven inner shifts to go from that being mind-driven to living from the heart and intuition. So it's a very practical, actionable book in that sense, because I wanted it just not to be an (laughs) inspiration for people. I wanted people to be able to sit down with the book in hand and make a difference for themselves in their own homes. Like reading the book is great, but once we start to do the work and I included like exercises, coaching exercises for each chapter, for those who are, yeah, I want to test drive this. I want to do it for myself. I want to... Not just thinking about it anymore, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but actually take action and, and dive into this. I really want my book to be something that can change lives. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I love that you actually have it so it's actionable steps because yeah, I think a lot of books out there, they're like inspirational, and like they kind of share the person's story, but you're like, but what do I do? And then especially when it comes to like living with your heart and following your intuition, it's kind of like... You know, some people could see that as like a little like woo-woo, but like if you it's like if you've got like an action plan like me, I need an action plan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, oh, okay, I can just follow this and you know, dive into it so that I can like learn how to like really live from my heart. It's like what are those seven like inner shifts that you talk about?
1: Yeah, I can do the short story of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the seven shifts is they really building on each other. Okay. And the first shift is from that comfort zone that we all are very com- familiar with, our own comfort zone, to making a commitment to ourselves. Mm. Because I've found with working with many clients now that, you know, unless we make that commitment to ourselves, not to somebody else for somebody else's sake or just because somebody said in a book, you need to do it, it truly is to show ourselves that we are willing to step out of that comfort zone. Because if we don't make that commitment, we will always slide back to the comfort zone when it gets, you know, so that's really the first shift. And it's a, it's like, that's why I put it first, because without that, you're not going to get the other stuff done.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I was thinking like with making that commitment, it's like, you were serious about changing and doing this for yourself because yeah, like, If you do it for someone else, then you're still just living into that thing of like other people's expectations or doing what you're supposed to do, not because you actually want to do it. So I think that's could have easily been overlooked, but that that is so important that you put that in there.
1: Yes, yes. And it kind of determines the next number of shifts. And then the shift number two is going from disconnection or being disconnected to self-aware. And if you recall, I felt like I described myself as feeling disconnected from my true self in the past when I was trying to, you know, fulfill the template of success, if you will, and do things that may not work for me, but it was the way society or external, you know, expectations define success. You have to have the degrees and you have to have the great jobs and all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we all have to some extent, right. In that process, we compromise our uniqueness, our ourselves many times. And that's what I had done because I found out that I was not really natural. My energy, my natural energy was not, and we can get into this soon about energy. Well, I was working against my own energy pretty much all the time. That's no wonder, right? I felt exhausted. <laughs> right.
0: So. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait to get into that. Cause I think so many of us are probably working against ourselves and not realizing it and especially being disconnected. And I'm curious because like, I mean, I believe like everyone's definition of success should be different, but because you mentioned it, I'm curious to know, like, what
1: is your definition of success now? Like, how Oh my goodness. It? How long time do we have? <laughs> it's, Uh, My own definition of success and what I teach others is really self-defined, right? And it's not one thing that means success to me anymore. It's a holistic view of my own balance in life. And because we often want to put the career in a box, we want to put our home life with friends or family in one box. But Everything is linked together. So success for me is to feel excited about my day to come, my week to come, and also feel that I am not restricted in any way, right? And this is for everyone. Once we can tap into our unique creativity, which is not how well we are painting a painting, it's that spark within us, that passion and that life force, And that is what we really want to learn more about. What is that? (laughs) Because that's how we create success and ease and flow in our lives when we follow that spark. And it's easier said than done, obviously, but it's unique to each individual. The third one is to go from codependency to sovereignty. And isn't it so that a lot of us are, we all are codependent in some way, right? And it's again, becoming aware of our own patterns and how we maintain some of these codependencies, either with situations with people from the past or, or now even too, that may not serve us anymore. And there is a way to shift our codependency into sovereignty, when we can feel that we are on top of our own life. On top of them, I, I usually do this because I have this image that I work with with people It's like a triangle with a heart on top and an arch to connect with the universe. If we're not at the top of our own mountain, because many of us for many years, like I put myself at the bottom, (laughs) you know, at the bottom of that triangle, right? We cannot connect with, you know, the bigger picture universe that has energy that we can align with to feel flow in life or get guidance, you know, these synchronicities that come in. We have no chance to notice those things if we're at the bottom of the barrel, you know? That's what I mean with sovereignty is that we, especially women, have to be able to put themselves, and that doesn't mean that we sacrifice because a lot of women have like guilt for making space for themselves in their own life because it feels like, oh, I'm not taking care of my kids or my parents or whatever, whoever we are somewhat codependent on. (laughs) But the truth of the matter, this is a really important one. And and that's why I put it where it is. We don't have to sacrifice being a good mother, or we don't have to sacrifice and be a good friend or a family member of our family for being on top of our own mountain in our own life, right? There's We can have that. (laughs) We need to be sovereign. That's where a lot of um, uniqueness about us comes out when we can treat ourselves as sovereign in our our life. And it comes from within. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love that you put emphasis on that because, yeah, so many of us, we are putting everyone else first. And I mean, I'm sure just kind of like with your own experience with focusing on your work and not even knowing like who you really were, like we're just hold in all these different directions that we're not clear on like what it is that we truly want or who we're truly meant to be because we're just stretched all out. But if we actually focus on ourselves first, like that's not selfish and we shouldn't feel guilty of it. It's like when we put ourselves first, like that's going to create a ripple effect so that we are there and the capacity we need to be in for other people.
1: And the codependency is shifting away from that is so important because it kind of hinders us from being that sovereign individual as we are, so it, it's like that shift that I talk about, and then we have the shift from a lot of us are very keen on learning, mm-hmm. like we we take courses, we buy the books, yeah, <laughs> and we you know learn from others, we we're, we're listening to influencers and all of that, right? We learn, 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 and learn, but at some point, and some people get stuck in the learning mode. That'd be me. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm talking about in this shift is how we become, how we embody what we want, what we are. So there is like this shift from, it's awesome to learn, right? I love learning. Like my bookshelf is like full. However, at some point we just have to become it because that's where a lot of people feel that disconnection between I learn all these things, but my life is not changing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) There is the step we have to, and takes courage to implement and apply some of the things we have learned because there's so much uh, knowledge within us. But the wisdom really comes from within what we kind of come here with in this life and, and mixed with what we take in. Right. And that takes me to the logic shift from logic to wisdom. Right. That's the I haven't understood the, the fifth, <laughs> the fifth shift because I want to make sure I do them in order because they, they build on each other and it's important to kind of get that expansion. So you know, wisdom is about tapping in also to what we already know naturally because we have so much wisdom like in our body and uh, all of us have had like there's wisdom of a different kind that is already within us that we can tap into. And that's where intuition comes in too, that our body is going to tell us when things are right and wrong, if we allow ourselves to listen to it Mm -hmm. instead of like being up here, trying to figure it out. Right. Right. (laughs) So, so it's this, this energy shift because Once we start to know more about our own unique energy, I am huge on studying a lot of these energy systems that kind of provide us with a lot of information about ourselves as individuals already, like astrology, human design, the gene keys, numerology, all of those systems, and there's more. But all of that is there for us to tap into and all it takes to, you know, it's based on our unique birth chart, right? That's the unique imprint that we came here with. It can tell us a lot of things. And it's just a matter of being curious about learning more about ourselves through those systems and then starting to embody it and p- apply it to yeah. so that we can not work against ourselves, yeah. <laughs> but rather start to follow our own natural energy and, and start to feel that ease and flow. So it's more the inner guidance, if you will, that we can start using rather than following some template that somebody set up somewhere.
0: (laughs) Right. And, you know, and I do love how like these steps are really building off of each other because I can totally see this kind of going back to like that learning of like for myself, like I love to learn, but then it's like, yes, you learn so much. And then it's kind of like you start to feel like you still need like you haven't learned at all. So you still need to keep learning before you can do anything or you question if you're doing it right. So you need to like read something else or take another course, like make sure you're doing it right. But then it's just like, no, if you just like embody what you're learning and then like really tap into like, I love that you use the word wisdom of like that we have our own wisdom within us. And we need to tap into that and lean into that. Like We already know stuff. We just need to like trust ourselves and (laughs) follow through on that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the two last shifts are about manifesting, going from this push, go, go, go pushing to actually manifest because manifesting is happening when we are aligned with our own energy and the universe. And then we can ride the wave basically. And, and a lot of people believe that manifesting has to do with so you know, much you have to do. <laughs> it actually is not. It's the inner work that once we align our own energy with what's meant for us, it happens. And that's what manifesting really is.
0: Yeah. You know, I haven't thought of it that way. (laughs) So I I guess like tell us more about like, what does that manifestation step really look like then?
1: So I talk about it in the book, but basically it is to increase our own self-love and self-awareness so that we can respond to opportunities that are coming to us and notice that it is an opportunity. But you know, to get to that requires to release the codependency, <laughs> release the pushing, release the assumptions we have about how things are supposed to be. And allow it to come in just the way it is. Because once we are aligned with something that's right for us, it just is. And so it it comes with acceptance, forgiveness, all of those qualities of higher energies, compassion, all of those things, that's when we manifest. Because it just is built upon the principle that we don't have the answer always, right? The mind the ego wants to have the answer and that's the whole premise of all of this right that we shift from what the mind makes up about ourselves and how things should be to how it truly is meant for us so it is this you know removal of a lot of blocks in the sense of I don't like the word blocks but it's like, stop working against ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it's all about in a way. And open up to that wisdom that we already have within us that the mind is not figuring out, right? It's it's to be, go beyond that. Right. And it requires trust. And, you know, making these shifts that I describe is going to take us also from that perspective that we're all just a single person here on earth. like everything else is over here and I'm here, it takes us to live more in concert with energy. It takes us to live more in concert with our uh, environment, nature. We receive a lot of signs and synchronicities from nature, for example, and start to use that as something that leads our lives instead of, you know, some definition of what success is (laughs) from somewhere else. So- you know, it's a lot to this, but ultimately it is about allowing ourselves to learn more about our, ourselves. Who are we like uniquely? Right. Yeah. Uh, making space for ourselves in our lives and listen to the wisdom that we already come with. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely sounds like it's just kind of like a lot of like
0: Removal of what our mind tells us and like what some of our old thoughts and patterns were to be more open and accepting to new possibilities that the universe wants us to have, but we've just been kind of closed off and removed from it. So I'm curious to know yeah, like with your book and going through these shifts, like it's a process, but is there kind of like a recommend or not a recommended, but is there like a time? frame like is it kind of like oh you'll do this in seven weeks or seven days like (laughs) just kind of curious like what people can expect when they're going through this of like how long you know this kind of like initially
1: I guess they go through it yeah that's a natural question right we want (laughs) to (laughs) know but for those who really want to know so I did not just write the book because I know that writing a book is mostly like a An inspiration, right? We read it, but don't necessarily do the exercises. We just want to read it first, right? right? And then maybe we go back and do some of it and sit with it. Yeah. But so I didn't want to leave my readers hanging. So I created this. I'm still experimenting with it a little bit, but it's a, I would say a three-month experience where you actually get hand-holding support from me. Oh, awesome. Actually do the exercises in the book, because they will make a difference if we truly go into them, right? So, but it's it's an experience that I offer. And it's, if you buy the book, you know how to get there after, or if you want that support, but it's basically me being there as a inspiration and, and walking through step-by-step step instead of, because it, it can be so like, ah, I'm, I'm doing it next week. Ah, I don't have time to sit with this book for 10 minutes a day. But it's this next level of support that I wanted to give for those who are on it. So yeah, that's something that's available and the, the details are in the book and how to get it. But, that's awesome. you know, I didn't write this book to just be a shelf warmer, right? Right. So I would say three months is realistic. I'm kind of the turtle approach person because this is like a life long practice, if you will, that's presented in this book. But if you really want to make a difference and you would do it in three months, I cannot see any chance to do it less than that, to really integrate because that's the point, right? Right. Yeah. Great to read a book or take a course, but the time it takes to integrate it, into our lives and actually see embody it it takes that commitment to shift number one (laughs) right
0: I was like that's that's why that was there yeah it's wonderful that you know you offer that coaching support along with it because absolutely you know I mean these shifts like they all like make sense and are I can see how they build upon each other but I can also see it being kind of like challenging for people to really have to let go through some of this stuff. So to be able to work with you as they go through it, like that just like will add to the impact that it has on them. And I can totally see like having to revisit some chapters, even if you've played it out of just, you know, cause if you've gone through like your whole life living this way,
1: <laughs> but that's a great point, right? Yeah. That's a great point you're making that through repetition we reach self mastery. And that's, it's nothing like just because we got to chapter 18 or at the end of the book that it is really to go back and do it again. Right. So, yeah. And, and it's not what people want to hear. Right. (laughs) It's like, oh, I have to do the work again.
0: (laughs) I'm not completely fixed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No. So it's like, definitely, it was not a question then building an experience for those who want it and need that support. And, you know, we can always elevate that support to work with me individually, but it's like, I was just not gonna leave people hanging. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm
0: curious because, you know, I'm sure with all these steps, you have personally gone through them. Was there an area that was more challenging you or that you had to really (laughs) read this. Yeah, and and,
1: uh, the book, every chapter, the 18 chapters in the book starts with me sharing my own story around this, right? So yeah, with the intent that people hopefully will identify themselves with what I went through, right? That's me. (laughs) So, but what was, what is, like, I'm by no means uh, fully trained because I'm, (laughs) you know, going through all of it all the time. But for me, with the very strong logic that I have as a former scientist and always been very driven by the mind, right? It is to always catch myself when that's the hardest part, right? To catch ourselves when we get into it back in our old patterns or commit to things that are over and above than what is really working for me at the time. What I know now is what works for me. And I still work on, you know, knowing when those boundaries are crossed and hone it back in. So, yeah, but it, I would say that you know, as long as we're here, we all all have something to work on. And uh, which is great. I mean, it, I'm happy to work on stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's what keeps life interesting. <laughs> yeah. But that is the thing for me to really catch myself and slow down still and not push myself beyond the boundaries that I know now I need to feel a, to live a balanced life because I don't want to be. In that situation again, where I'm totally imbalanced, just going down the rabbit hole in terms of pushing myself in a direction that is not right for me, because now I know what's right for me, and that's a big inner piece around that. And everyone can get that. Everyone can have that if we want it. If we do a shift, one, (laughs) right? (laughs) It come back to this inner commitment that we are, you know, committing to ourselves to to make some changes, to feel better, to have more ease and flow in life, because it, it is possible for every single person. And also we are supported by the universe and learning how to connect with your intuition, just that. And many of us have it naturally. We just haven't really utilized it and use it as something that can impact our life positively.
0: Right. Right. And so I want to ask you, we were talking earlier about, like, the natural energy that, you know, you have and that, you know, that you are into, like, astrology and human design. Is that – do you talk about that in the book or is there, like, a favorite resource that you go to that people can really, like, understand that? Because I know I recently have just heard about human design. I'm just like, what? Had no idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. And in the chapter about energy awareness in the book, I speak about the importance of getting to know that unique energy that we all have based on, you know, our energy imprint. But I don't go into like how to decode that, but I give some resources in the book that are, you know, out on the internet on where to start. But how I integrate this in my practice is that You know, the information that you can get from free charts just like is actually very valuable. It doesn't need much interpretation, but I always recommend to get a reading from, you know, an astrologer or, you know, a certified, like that really has that subject matter, deep knowledge about each of the systems. What I do, I combine them all, but it's more of a a broader level with me. It's more what do I do with all of this information, right? So it's like the, the fundamental things that you get from me in in a um, combined sense. But if you want to go really laser focused on, one, on astrology, for example, I highly recommend to get a reading from an astrologer particularly. But for me, it's important to get the basic information first and decide what to do with it because an astrologer is not going to, help you integrate it (laughs) right I mean it goes back to that
0: point of like we learn all this stuff but then what do we do with it
1: (laughs) so it's just I I think we're all needed as giving you the reason for learning about it
0: yeah awesome and then so like what overall impact do you want your book to have
1: in the work that you do I would love for and I know already that this book will come in the hands of those who need it yeah yeah so if you're listening or watching this right now, like, yeah, this sounds interesting. You're probably one of those. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I, I already know that. But the impact is to be a practical resource and realistic path for somebody who wants to make these shifts. Because knowing my astrology, I have a lot <laughs> of earth in my, like I'm very hands-on practical. So my mission is to actually... You know, make this whole topic of spirituality, not necessarily like, but just how we can add that perspective to our life Mm -hmm. and bring it into our daily lives, basically the practical terms of how to actually incorporate and live from that heart space. And uh, so that's the impact I want to make to actually instill that it's possible. We can embody all of this here. Now we don't have to just read about it. And it's time, right? It's how we connect with each other more deeply.
0: Yeah, I love it. And then how has being yourself, how has that impacted your life and your success, how you define it? (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) If you were sitting next to me, you know, those years ago versus sitting to me next now, Mm -hmm. there's like there's such a difference in the way I feel peace confidence. Now I know what I'm here to do. And it's not that I didn't think I knew at the time, but there's no frustration anymore <laughs> in that sense, right? It's a inner trust that is hard to describe. And you can see like the energy. One example I can give you, like back then I came home from work and I described this as one of the stories in the book. Mm-hmm like every single day I came home from work quite exhausted. Yeah, And, you know, it was this tunnel vision in a way that I had this long to-do list every day of what to do. And that, that was like how I lived. Right. And to watch myself now being excited when I wake up in the morning. I can't wait to do what, like meet you today and have this conversation, right? I'm so excited about it. And that I get to do that all the time now, feel that excitement about my life and how it has impacted my relationships and other things. Right. But it's this inner spark (laughs) that is now, I'm in connection with that. And that's what I want with for everyone hearing this and listening and watching this now it is available to you too it's that first step by going out of the comfort like being willing to go out of the comfort zone and uh, it doesn't have to be a struggle it can be something like beautiful so yeah. I love
0: that well i'm I'm so glad that you got out of your comfort zone and <laughs> that you were finally like, being who you're supposed to be and living into your purpose and sharing it with us that we can all have that too. I think just the aspect of helping people so that they, you know, aren't coming home exhausted and just living off of a to do list like that is huge. And so I think from that, like so much goodness is going to come from the work you're doing. So thank you. And where can people find you and connect with you?
1: Yes, you can go to my website oricasullivan.com. It's my name and uh, everything is on there. That's the simplest way and I I offer there a guide how to listen to your intuition, so that might be a good start. Yeah. It's uh, something that many people want to kind of just tap into instead of the to do yeah. list
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure well i'll definitely put that in the show notes so that people can connect with you and get that guide and get your book so thank you so much
1: yeah you're welcome thank you so much for this conversation Er. you're beautiful the work you do <laughs> yes i'm very happy to be here thank you thank you
0: Ulrika shared so much with us today to help us uncover our inner wisdom, stop living from our busy mind and start living from what's in our hearts. And to really make a lasting shift, it comes from doing the work and embodying these changes. So I hope that you purchase a copy of Ulrika's book, Wisdom Beyond What You Know, How to Shift from Being Driven by the Mind to Living from the Heart and Intuition, and let her coach you through this process. And remember to visit her website and pick up her free guide to connect with your intuition. And that'll be in the show notes. And one of the biggest things to remember is that it starts with a commitment to yourself. You have the power to change and it starts with a choice and a commitment to do the work. So what are you committing to yourself? I would love if you connected with me on social media or sent me an email to let me know what you're working on. And I would just love to help cheer you on and hold you accountable on your commitment. It's time to stop working against yourself. It's time to make some shifts. It's time to tap into your wisdom. It is
1: time to be you.